Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with evangelist Adala Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Facebook and Instagram or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's evangelist Adalis. Welcome to today's podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in. If you haven't yet done so, hit that uh, subscribe button. And, uh, you know, subscribe. <laughs> That's it. Uh, today, we are talking about authority. And this is something that's been kind of like in my head. So it might take a minute for me to just release it fully so that you, you fully understand it because I want to use as much scripture to back it up. But I was actually meditating on the scripture that says that uh, Jesus took the keys of hell, death, and the grave. And what that really connotes as an individual, as a believer. Um because there's so much wealth. And the more you crack open your Bible, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the more wealth you find. It's like one little verse turns into 40. And you're like, whoa, this is just amazing. And so what I want you to understand is the um, intensity of the authority that you carry as a believer. Because this scripture really allows us to understand uh, what this means. Because the Bible says that Jesus says, as I am, so I send you. And so now we understand that when he took the keys of hell, death, and the grave, he transferred this kind of authority. Because what you have to understand is keys is, is symbolic of authority it's symbolic of ownership. When they give you a house, what do they give you? They give you the keys because you're owner of that home. That's your property. That's your territory. And so when we um, understand keys in the word of God, we can, we can connote the fact that it means authority, that it is, it is transferred authority handed to you from Jesus. So he says, as I am, I send you into this world. And so what did he do? He took the keys of hell, death, and the grave. And the greatest enemy, e even to this day, is death. And he overcame death. So, so we never have to fear death. We never have to be worried about death. It's, 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 it's something that you, you, we have dominion over. And see, see, for too long, we've, uh, we've, we've allowed for this authority to lay dormant. And unfortunately, it's, it's until you understand your rights as a child of God that you'll begin to access this kind of authority and, and begin to move in it and begin to exercise this authority. Kenneth Hagin said, uh, you know, uh, I was listening to, what is that message? It, it'll come to me. Believer's authority. It's the believer's authority. Um, he was talking about how a police does not have the strength or power to stop a vehicle. But when you put him in front of a, of a street and in the street to direct traffic, what ends up happening? He has delegated authority to direct that kind of traffic. No, he can't stop the vehicle. But that authority... Uh, uh, makes it so that even if you don't have the power to stop the enemy, you have the authority, which is greater. 
because you don't have to exercise that kind of power. You don't need uh, a man's strength. You don't need uh, your own strength to obtain the promises of God, which so many of us, we're trying to do things to get the blessing. We're trying to do things to see the fruition of what we've been praying for in our own lives. Well, if this doesn't happen, then I'll do this. And it, it doesn't work that way. You have to understand that there is authority given to you by Jesus Christ as a believer, not because you're a minister, not because you've, you've been saved for 17 years or you've prayed and fasted. These things come and they are unlocked and freely given to every person that believes. So what I want you to understand first and foremost is the fact that keys delegate authority. And he says, I'm the living one. I was dead and now look, I'm alive forever. And I hold the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And, and, and uh, you know, I, I go back, so I'm, I'm doing this study, right? And I'm thinking there's another scripture about keys. I want to look at all, all, anything the Bible has to say about keys. And Isaiah 22, 22 says, And the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder, so he shall open it, and none shall shut, and he shall shut, and none shall open. What does this mean? First of all, if, if the key of David was on Jesus's shoulder, which means there's authority from this lineage, from this wonderful line of David. And what does the Bible say that that line of David will produce an, an, an endless kingdom, an endless throne uh, from now into eternity? He established that the line of David would have that kind of authority and would carry into eternity. So you are now given not only hell, death and the grave keys. You are given this key because like I said, as Jesus is, so are we. We work in this line of authority. So we have access to an eternal kingdom. And I find it very interesting that says when, <clears throat> let me read it because I'm going to bot botch it up like, you know, like normal. Um, I, I lay upon his shoulder so he shall open and none shall shut and he shall shut and none shall open. So I find that very interesting because when we think about government, the government rests on the shoulder. What is the government? What, what is its purpose? It's to allow certain things and to forbid certain things. It's there for, to, to structure uh, 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 the, the proper way of living. What's right is right. What's wrong is wrong. And that's why it's so I want you to understand and I hope this isn't going like, uh, uh, you know, over your head, because I think uh, this scripture will kind of like hone it in for you. And it's found in Matthew uh, found, uh, found in Matthew sixteen nineteen, And it says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Let me tell you something right now. Okay, put your phone down. Listen. When I, when I had that attack come on my body, <clears throat> one of the things that the Lord dealt with me was the fact that, uh, you know, you, you get in your mind and you're thinking like, hey, like, what is it that, that, you know, did I do something? Or, Lord, is that something that you just, like, allowed to show me, like, your grace? You know, you have the tendency to think that hogwash. And so it was until I said, Lord, what was that? Like what, you know, after I, after the attack was done and I, and I, I, you know, was in prayer, I said, what was that? Like, tell me. And, and he simply reminded me of the scripture. 
He said, whatever you allow on earth is allowed in heaven. And whatever you forbid on earth is forbidden in heaven. So what does that mean to you? It, it, you know, it, it, lots of people want to put the responsibility of what's happening around them on God. You did this. You're showing me something greater, Lord. No, no, no. He's saying, I have delegated every authority to you. You have the kingdom of, of, of heaven backing your every step. I've given you the keys to death, hell, and the grave. I've given you access to tap into the government of this eternal kingdom. And what are you doing? You, you just you go with the emotions. You just, you just succumb to the feeling. You succumb to the, to, to the sight. Instead of aligning yourself up with the word of God and declaring those things that aren't as though they are, as though they exist, that's the kind of authority he wants you to step in. We are not called to live mediocre, uh, mundane lives, getting hit by every struggle, every attack of the enemy. You know, you're his whipping post at the moment. And it seems like nothing can go right. That's not your portion. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you insight on the authority that you can have access to if you simply understand it. And see, you, a, a, as a cop, you, you have to go through, through studies. What is, what is the law? What does the law say? What can I do and what can I do? Am I certified? There's a qualification process when it comes to this kind of authority. And you have to show yourself approved by studying the word of God. And then you access all of that, that this kind of authority, higher levels of authority. So am I telling you that there's different kinds of authority? Absolutely. Absolutely. God's not a socialist. He delegates. In fact, we, we see it throughout the, the entire Bible that wh- whatever you do here, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Whatever you do uh, uh, with excellence, and, and fervor, uh, you, you'll do more of it. You'll, you'll have a, a greater blessing poured down upon you. You'll have more responsibility. To whom much is given, much is required. So he gives you a little, you make more. He gives you more, you, you create even more. And then it, the cycle just continues. He can trust you with more. He, he holds you responsible with more. So you have to be responsible to increase. You have to be responsible and diligent enough to be in your word and allow yourself to say the word, to speak. It's not good enough for it to just stay in your head. If you have the authority, you're going to have to raise up your hand and say, no, stop. I'm not allowing that. I'm not, I'm not, that is not going to happen. Or yes, that's mine. That belongs to me. I want it in my hands. This is the kind of authority that we have to exercise as believers. And it came to me even clearer when I was reading in in my my study time yesterday, Matthew 8. And and it says, let me just, so you know I'm reading the Bible. I was just shuffling through some pages anyways. It was already open to that page. Uh, Matthew 8. The faith of a Roman officer. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed paralyzed and in terrible pain. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. So there's the word that you need to find. You need to find what God wills for your life. You know, so many people, well, if it's God's will, he'll want this for me. That's such a lame excuse to not get what you want. 
Get, get to know God's will. It's there. It's plainly stated. If you just look up, if go, go ahead and Google and say, I will in the Bible. There's an I will probably in every single book of the Bible. So find out what God's will is. And he says, I will. That's, 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 that's a very clear picture as to what God wants to do. He wills that you be healed. He wills that you be prosperous. He wills that you be blessed, that you live abundantly, that he wills, he wills for you to live an abundant life. And anything that's contrary to that abundant life is not God's will. Every good and perfect gift, the Bible says, comes from heaven, comes from God and whom there is no, no variance or shadow of turning. I dropped my pen. So, so what does that mean? It means you have to now that you have the, the, the knowledge and the understanding, then you can exercise your authority. So what does he say? I am willing. I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come into my house. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I'm under the authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say come and they come. I messed that up. Go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. What is he exercising? That kind of authority that's given to every believer. That's the kind of authority God wants you to walk in is to declare, go and do this, go and go and they go, come and they come. And, and you, well, that's what you ought to start doing is start realizing that that authority rests on every individual who believes that Jesus Christ is Lord and savior of their life. So you can access this. And in fact, this is the only way to attain your turnaround. This is the only way to get what you've been praying for. It's time to, to stop praying about it, to, to stop uh, crying about it, and you begin to declare it. And that's what authority is. That's, and, and let me just continue reading. Come and they come, and if they don't do this, they do. Uh, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast of the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those from whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into the darkness, and there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, go back home, because you believed it has happened. Because you believed, it has happened. So with your authority comes that belief, that trust, fully knowing and confiding in the fact that God's word is true. Let God be true and every man be a liar. I find it very interesting that Doubting Thomas, he got his name. He must be so sick of that in heaven. He's like, man, I wish I never said that. But uh, he, he said, when I see it, I'll believe it. When I touch, uh, you know, his scars, then, then I'll be able to see it. And so, so Jesus went and he said, touch it. And he's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good, Jesus. I'm, I'm okay. He probably peed himself a little. And, uh, uh, you know, he said, oh, it's all right. He said, no, touch it. I'm sure he said it just like that too. And he said, you, you see because you believe or, or, or you believe because you see because you've touched the, the my hands. 
But blessed is he who believes yet doesn't see. So what does that mean? You got to believe something even before you see it. And that becomes where your authority comes into play. Because you might not have the power, like I said before, to stop that vehicle. But you have the authority which is greater. And God has given you the authority so that maybe you don't see it. Maybe you're not feeling it right now. But it doesn't matter because your authority says, I have dominion over these things in my life. And when I say go, they go. And when I say come, they come. And that's just how it is. And so I find it very interesting in the word of God that it says that, uh, you know, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven and whatever you permit on earth is permitted in heaven. So we understand that our entire lives are based with this one notion, the fact that we have to know who we are. We have to understand the authority that's given to us. And when we understand it and when we fully, fully grasp that idea that, you know what? I have the keys. I have the keys. I have the, I have, I can say a thing. I can choose to believe God's word and declare this over my finances. I can choose to believe God's word and declare this blessing over my family. I can choose to believe God's word and declare this over my health and, and my mind and it will be done. And I don't have to see, see the, the, the phenomenal thing about this Roman officer is that he didn't see it. He just believed it. He said, listen, I don't need you to, 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 to go and lay hands on him. I just know you carry that key of authority on the inside of you that all you have to do is speak a thing and it will be done. And that's why Jesus marveled because he said, man, if everybody can just mimic what this man has done right here, he didn't have to wait for Jesus to come in to, to that man's soul, uh, uh, the, 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 the soldier's room in order to lay hands on him. No, you don't have to wait for somebody to lay hands on you. You don't have to wait for, 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 you know, for you to cry every tear, uh, go through 16 tissue boxes and no, all you have to do is simply believe that God has given you that kind of authority and you release that confession. If you just say this, it'll be done. And he was, he was healed. The Bible says he was healed that very hour. And I'm sure that that Roman soldier stopped on the way home. He wasn't even concerned about it anymore. He said, yep, he said it, it's done. I don't have to go in and check. But the Bible says he was healed that very hour where Jesus commanded him to be healed. And you know, you have the power. Jesus has done all he can. God has done all he can. He sent the Holy Spirit. Now he's given you a word of command. You have to begin to exercise this kind of authority. Declare those things over your life. Declare those things over your marriage. Declare those things over your finances. Declare them. You have the authority. You've been given the authority. You've been given the keys that not even death can come near you. And the more you, you begin to command that decree. What is it? That's what, what the Bible says. You open that door. No man can, can uh, shut it. You close that door. No man can open it. That's where we come into play. You have to align yourself with the knowledge of that kind of authority and implement it every single day of your life. Release that word. Believe God's word. 
Get in it like never before, and you will never, ever be the, the same. If you make today, start today. Don't start like next week or, or when you have like 10 things written down. I want you to start today. Start declaring that the, the financial breakthrough has already happened. Begin to plan big. Begin to say a thing. No, that is not allowed. I will not allow chaos in my family. I will not allow addiction. Addiction, you are forbidden to come anywhere near my dwelling. Sickness and disease, you are forbidden. And, and I allow for the blessing of God to come in. It'll overtake me, in fact. That's what you have to stand against. It's the good fight of faith, and there is resistance that needs to be done. But so many of us, we just give up because we continue to see the things that are around us. That Roman officer did, paid no attention to what he saw. He said, you have the authority to make this thing correct. So all you got to do is say a word, and it's done. And that's exactly what he got. And that's the point where you got to go. You, you got to get there today and say, no, this is already done. My husband is here. My husband's already on the way. Thank you, Lord. My wife is already here. Uh, my children, I've, I already have them in my hand. I can feel them. I, I, they, they, they're mine. They belong to me. I'm actually going to prepare a, a little uh, a room for them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prepare a, a, a part of my bedroom for my children. That's what you have to do. You have the authority. God has given everything to the believer. And now it's up to us to step into it. Or are you going to do it? Are you going to do it today? You ought to. You ought to step into it. You have the power, and the power resides in the word. The power resides in that simple command that you resist. I mean, think about even the power that was created when it was released, when, when, when heaven and earth was created. There was a power that came forth because God had the authority to do it. He released it, and then the, the, re, the reality was created. That is the power now that you carry. So don't ever, well, it's a name and claim it thing. I don't really, I'm not sure if I believe that, sis. Well, then you'll never get it. You'll never get it because this whole book that I'm, I'm talking about, the Bible, is all about name it and claim it and it's yours. Speak it out and you'll see it. That's what's so powerful about it. So you have the authority. Don't be fooled. Don't try to take a side thing. Don't try to go back to plan B. Don't do it. Don't do it. You have the power. You have the power. I have the power. Thank you, Jay. I love you. Tune back in some other time. I love you. And don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe. Plug. Love you back. Plug, 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 plug.